Psalm 102, a prayer of one afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint before the Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and is withered. I forget to eat my bread. Because of my loud groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. I am like a desert owl of the wilderness, like an owl of the waste places. I lie awake. I am like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. All the day, my enemies taunt me. Those who deride me use my name for a curse. For I eat ashes like bread and mingle tears with my drink because of your indignation and anger. For you've taken me up and thrown me down. My days are like an ever are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. You will arise and have pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her. The appointed time has come. For your servants hold her stones dear and have pity on her dust. Nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory. For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. Let this be recorded for a generation to come so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord, that he looked down from his holy height, from, the hev from heaven the Lord looked at the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who are doomed to die, that they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord, Yahweh, and in Jerusalem his praise. When peoples gather together in kingdoms to worship the Lord, he has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened my days. Oh my God, I say, take me not away in the midst of my days, you whose years endure throughout all generations. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, amen. This is an awesome, awesome Psalm. I love, you know, the little headings um, under like where it says the author of the Psalm and, you know, Usually it just says like of David or like a mascal or something, but this one, a prayer of one afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint before the Lord. Um, it's just so practical. Absolutely. It's like, here's, yeah. you know, like here's when you should use this. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, the other one's the Psalm of David, the Psalmist. It's like this formal, like songwriter. Or something, yeah. Yeah. You know? But this one's like, uh, this is the prayer of an afflicted one. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you're absolutely right. So practical. So, you know, we have some great juxtaposition in this psalm um, where, you know, in one sense, like the, the psalmist kind of flips back and forth between what he feels and what he knows. And so we have phrases like, 
you've taken me up and thrown me down. Like mm. it's like this image of God just like slinging this guy around, beating him up. Mm -hmm. And yet we also see, you know, this God of compassion who looks at the earth and hears the groans of the prisoners and sets free those who are doomed to die. And I just think it's a great little model for us um, right. among all these Psalms of Lamentation. This one really clearly juxtaposes you know, wrestling with God, like how, how we feel he is acting towards us versus what we know to be true. So Billy, what are your thoughts on, you know, this dance that's happening um, throughout the 28 verses of this Psalm? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first two verses kind of jumped out to me. Um, it just what a bold way to like address God, isn't it? You know, just like, yep. it's almost <laughs> like there's sort of like a demanding posture Absolutely. this time around, like, uh, God, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. And then he says, incline your ear to me, answer me speedily in the day when I call. And it's just a bold way yeah. to come to God. It's kind and, of this like pounding yeah. on the door, like open up. Exactly. Yeah. There, There is like a demand here, mm -hmm. but I think, I, I think this is, uh, we don't want to hear this as like, we're telling God, you know, what to do, or the psalmist is telling God what to do. I really think this is sort of like this familial child to father relationship. Dude, a million percent. And, you know, he says, God, answer me speedily when I call him. And I, when, when I first read these two verses, I was thinking, you know, of a child to a father and thinking of my oldest daughter, Adeline. And, mm -hmm. you know, when she, you know, needs my help, but usually it sounds kind of demanding, <laughs> you know, like, come yeah. here, dad, like help me or yeah. whatever, you know, but I don't, my first thought isn't usually like, uh, yeah. you know, she's telling me, she's what, to telling me what to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes she does, she does talk to me that way, but, but most of the time it's like, man, I just want to go help her like urgently. Yeah. I want to, I want to answer her call to me speedily. Um, and so, you know, this, to me, it's like this whole Psalm is really like this child to father, uh, you know, kind of, kind of relationship and, and like really how we should, we should, we should feel the freedom to kind of call out to God. Uh, in this way and and how much does our God, our father want to want to answer us in these times of distress, um, just as the psalmist um, addresses the Lord here. Absolutely. You know, I do think um, and you mentioned this, but like when we're in this sort of mindset, we do have to be careful of, you know, not being like arrogant or like right. hostile or whatever. But I, I do think, you know, especially for a lot of us, we we can drift towards this sort of faith where when when we feel warm to the things of God and when um, you know life is either mundane or really good we press in to that but then when things are hard we we don't feel like there, there's such this like fear and intimidation surrounding faith and and whatnot right that we uh we sort of back away from God and there's like this this distance that we create right and you know uh, it is a great truth that like God can ha handle our anger mm -hmm. you know He can handle our questions He can handle our our angst and our questioning and fearfulness and He doesn't you know we it's not that we should like seek anger at God, right. seek doubt. And, you know, I think that I, in my life have at times like gone too far into that and thinking that like, you know, me being, uh, this like doubtful, you know, philosophical deconstructive person makes me like really smart and a good Christian, but you can definitely like overcorrect into that. 
but I do think a lot of the times our propensity to be, you know, like I think of Valley Vision, which I'll say is like one of my favorite resources. And, you know, yeah. it's just like this book of amazing so Puritan prayers. But I think like we can start to get to a place where we like only pray like that, where it's like, oh God, most merciful father, you know, <laughs> right. creator of heaven and earth, right? you know, and, and it, it's very like we almost scripted. Yeah. Formal. We, we yeah. resist this, like, like, I, I think that that example of your daughter is a great example of, you know, sometimes we just cry out in vexation and distress and we're not really crossing our T's and dotting our I's. And, you know, God hears that. He does. And he responds to that. And, and I, I do think that, you know, I, I love this language, this, that God hears the groaning of the prisoners and that it's not just this like polished doxology that God receives, but that he's, he's a very holistic God. He, he's very involved in all of our emotions and, and that he would have us look to him and call upon him wherever we are. Yeah. That's so good. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so much in this prayer. It has so much in it. I mean, it really has like this honesty. It has sadness, mm -hmm. confession, praise, mm -hmm. kind of everything. And I, I kind of feel that way too, sort of like ADD when I'm praying to God, like just yeah. kind of all over the place. But, um, you know, to see an example of this in the word of God, of, of a prayer mm -hmm. of an afflicted one, it's yeah. just so, I mean, it's just so um, relatable. Mm -hmm. um, we, we mentioned that at the beginning. Um, you know, another thing that kind of stands out to me is, um, you know, down there in verse 18, it talks about, um, you know, all of the things that the psalmist had just said that the Lord would be enthroned forever, that he would build up Zion. Verse 18 says, let this be recorded mm -hmm. for a generation to come so that people yet to be created uh, may praise the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, there's this is why I'm so glad that the Lord, <laughs> I mean, he's he's so kind of given us his word mm -hmm. um, because we have these recorded stories of redemption. We have this model of what it looks like to recount what the Lord has done. Um, and we do that so that, um, as the word says, so that uh, the people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Um, and so, you know, just to me, it's like that stands out that we we want to remember what, what the Lord has done. And we want to do this so that um, we can encourage really like the next generation to remember what the Lord has done. And and pass that on. And so I think of like ways that we can do that, right? We go to the word, we can, um, we can journal, you know, Christians have written books totally. and just constantly, um, remembering and recording what the Lord has done for us with thankfulness. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the way that this Psalm ends, it's, it's so forward looking. And I think that that's a great piece of advice and modeling for if you are currently in a season of hardship and lament and doubt, or when you will be a, a good thing to, to either practice now or, you know, be practicing now so that you have them is to be forward looking. And, um, what I mean by that, I, I think specifically back to after my freshman year of college, I did this, um, summer discipleship program thing where I like lived at the beach. Um, and like, it was like this spiritual greenhouse <laughs> effect. And then I went back to Birmingham and had like a month off before I like started sophomore year. Right. And that month I just crashed so hard, like spiritually, emotionally, whatever. Like I, and I, I just felt really depressed and I was like just back in a lot of sin, feeling very complacent. And I remember I went to this coffee shop and I journaled this prayer and I wrote it at the top of it back in Birmingham. That was like the title. 
And I was just kind of pouring out like where I was to God. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was, it was kind of similar. Like I was just really frustrated. And I remember writing at the end of it, but like, I know mm -hmm. that I will again stand and worship you and be filled with this joy and zeal. I said it more briefly and poetically. Yes. Yeah. But almost, like almost doxologically. Yeah. Like <laughs> I remember finishing it with like, I know that I will, you know, see that joy again. Mm. I know I'll stand and worship you gladly again. And I did not feel that, but that's just like where I left it. And then I remember that spring um, of my sophomore year, I rediscovered that prayer. And I, I, the Lord had just done so much amazing stuff in my life. I'd actually gotten connected with Christ's covenant amazing. and I'd started like leading here some. Yeah. And it, it was like amazing. And I read back over it and it just filled me with such gratitude. And then there was another time later in life where um, I basically was in a very similar spot. So I wrote a prayer out and called it back in Birmingham too. And it was like a <laughs> similar, similar thing. And mm. I finished it with that same phrase. And uh, dude, when I think back to those prayers, like it, it just fills me with so much joy to see like the, the grief stricken, frustrated, doubting place I was in. And yet to see like that thing that I was believing towards mm. that joy and that hope I'm now like standing in. Amazing. And so it's just yeah. great to, you know, when we are in those places of hopelessness to look forward that, that the Lord will draw near and yes. that these things that we feel will melt away and God will remain faithful. Absolutely. So for Billy Bean, this is Will Carlisle and we'll see you tomorrow as we continue in the Psalms on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.